Hello and welcome to Kosong, where two friends are trying to reconnect via podcasting. In this episode, Jason and I discuss mental health, how it started being at the forefront of our thoughts, our experiences with therapy, and where we are on this long journey of understanding ourselves better. Now, unfortunately, about halfway through the show, there is a 10-minute segment where my microphone started generating interference noises. I don't really know what happened, but we tried our best to remove it in the edits, but you'll still hear some of it there. Hope to fix it for next time. Enjoy. I have a lot of things to say about mental health. So, yeah, and once you get me started, uh, I'm like a train, you know, I'll keep on going going until you, you stop me. But um, yeah, I, I think the the kind of the only thing I will mention now is the fact that I never looked at mental health until about two years ago. So I was completely mm. ignorant about it, didn't care about it at all. And then you know some big things happened in my life, and now mental health is a is a well, I would say it's a day to day priority for me. It's a yeah something I look at every day or try to. It's a new reality for you. Would you would you say that? Yeah, it's a new reality and yeah, I don't know how hmm. it um you know, when you haven't been looking at something for such a long time, I would say twenty eight years of my life, I've ne- I twenty nine maybe, I never looked at it, never bothered about it. And now having it be such a like central part of my life, there is a feeling like I'm always so like it's like I'm swimming against the current, you know? Like um mm. There needs to be a lot of effort being put in looking at this, and it's tiring. It consumes a lot, of, a lot of energy, and um, it's not easy. Um, yeah, it, it definitely, it's definitely not. It's not just energy; it's time as well. And uh, yeah, I, but before we we get into you know like uh, the whole. Uh, I guess the logistics of it, like what is um, mental health for you? What 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 is it to you right now? Hmm. Um, what isn't? <laughs> I guess is a, is a question to to ask. Um, I think well, specifically nowadays. Um, well, most recently, I would say in the last week or so, the question that has been popping up in my head a lot is where are you, and. I don't mean this in a physical sense. I mean this in a more of a psychological sense. Basically, the question is, what is my state right now? Do I feel okay? Do I even feel? Or, you know, have I been taken away from... So, or have I have I let my anxieties or concerns take me completely away from the here and now? Um, am I connected with myself? Where am I, basically? Um, and, you know, I, I would like to say that taking care of uh, myself is very important um, because, um, you know, it's important for your own sanity and it's important for the people around you as well. And the truth is we are more productive when we are calm. Mm. And, and I know like productivity shouldn't be sort of the number one thing you aim for in life. But, um, you know, it's um, calm. Calmness is something that I'm missing right now in my life. Um, and uh, if food is fuel for the body, then calmness is fuel for the mind. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, um, but yeah, I I do struggle with it. Um, the fact that I even have to ask myself this question kind of says a lot, you know? Because I think mm. for a lot of... I don't know how it is for other people or like what is normal. Um 
I often find that I'm not taking care of myself um, mm. mentally. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I just don't check in on myself enough. Um, even though I think I, I say that it's very important, as mm-hmm. I just said two minutes ago. But yeah, I just, mm-hmm. I feel there's a big level of, level of hesitation uh, about um, checking in on myself. Mm-hmm. Is there, would you say that um, this hesitation stem from a lack of, I wouldn't say a lack of love, but like, do you do you Ooh. think that it is a, uh, mm. maybe because you do not, you have not uh, really gave much thought about it. Like you mentioned, this is something that you've just only recently had to grapple with in your, you know, uh, 29, 30 years of life, right? Do you think that that's the reason why you don't know how to uh, take care of yourself? Or maybe not take care of yourself, but, you know, check in with yourself, mentally speaking. Yeah, that's a very good point. My current thoughts about it is that I have no idea how to take care of myself. And um, before this, I kind of didn't have to um, because I was uh, good enough at distracting myself with, uh, I don't know, hobbies, video games, Mm. um, (laughs) everything you do to basically take your mind off things. And there was just... And also because when you're living alone by yourself, Mm. um, it doesn't really affect other people because when you see friends or maybe family, it's easy to put on like like a show. For me, it was very easy to put on a show and to say, yeah, everything's okay. I'm smiling mm. all the time, blah, 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 blah. But now that I am no longer on my own, it's uh, the sort of, I can't hide anymore. You know, when I'm not feeling okay and you know, I'm not taking care of myself, it has an effect on the people around me, especially in my relationship. Mm. And it kind of, yeah, it brings up all these things that um, I didn't have to look at before. But I do think it's true. When I did, when I went to therapy, one of the things I learned was the fact that I don't know how to check in on myself. I don't know how to give myself positive um, affirmations. Is that the right word? Like I don't, I didn't mm. know how to say, I didn't know how to say good things about myself. I only you didn't know how, how to, to love yourself. Things. I didn't know how to love myself. Yeah, I think that's true. I only knew how to be very harsh on myself. That was the yeah. only way for me to live life. Um, I was just constantly pushing myself and, you know, whenever I did something wrong, there would be a lot of self-punishment, mm. a lot of bad things I would mm. say to myself, basically trying to get myself to not make the same mistake again. And mm-hmm. that worked, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that, there was um, there was an undercurrent that I wasn't uh, detecting at the time. And eventually when uh, COVID hit and I, and I got addicted to weed, it, um, it, it just kind of all blew up uh, from there. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I it's okay. So it's really funny how okay. It's not it's not funny, but it's it's just uh, it's such a coincidence that what uh, what you are going through, or what, rather what you went through, like you know the whole oh you don't know how to love yourself and stuff like that. That's exactly what I got from my therapy sessions as well. Mm. Um, that's exactly what my uh, um therapist told me that I and it's something that I discovered as well it is much easier for us to love other people than ourselves right because we at least for me right I am in control of myself therefore I had I put high expectations on myself right so um, it becomes a lot more um, strict 
But to other people, because I do not have agency over them, I do not control them, therefore I find it easier to love them compared to loving myself. And it's a common theme, I think. Um, and as you mentioned, through uh, you know, uh, COVID, um, I yeah, you, your addiction stem from you know, uh, your uh, uh, your addiction caused you your um, uh, your mental health issues. But mine was, I think, the idleness of COVID, uh, the idleness of, of lockdown. It let me suddenly I had so much free time, right? Uh, as, as you mentioned previously, it was all just I was constantly distracted. I was either distracted by the commute to work, I was uh, distracted with uh, social events, I was distracted with video games, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But when COVID hit, it like I would say a good 70 percent of my life came to a grinding halt. So yeah. suddenly, I had so much more time being inside my own head, and you know what they say, right? Um, Idle mind is the devil's uh, uh, playground workshop. Yeah, so I don't know. Like, like I, it's something that my therapist constantly uh, brought up that I not only do I not know how how to actually love myself, but it's also uh, my mind is constantly at odds with one another. She she very clearly said that. Uh, I seem conflicted. No, my mind seemed conflicted. And because of that, I there's a lot of conflict within me and there's a lot of um strife. Yeah. Mm. And because of that, I can I because I cannot reconcile these things, I yeah. end up being frustrated. I end I end up uh ignoring the problem and turn to uh, distractions. <laughs> so in the past two years, <laughs> I my distraction came in many forms. You know, uh, games, uh, coffee. <laughs> like you know me, uh, I've never been a coffee drinker. It's not until like the yeah. past one two years when I'm like yeah. And now it's a huge thing for you. Super huge thing. Like, oh but god. But is it true that did you really say that like coffee, like your 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 interest in coffee at the moment is purely driven by? A desire to look away from the problems. Do you oh. not enjoy coffee or the art of coffee itself? Oh no, no, no! I I definitely don't, don't think that. So there is a there's a part of my brain that just loves to try and experiment with new things, but yeah. I cannot deny that things like coffee or even stuff like you know uh, sports climbing, which is something else that I've been distracting myself with over the past year, uh, things like this. I, I cannot deny that they actively distract me from my own mind, you see? And, you know, I've tried uh, many things, you know, um, journaling, uh, uh, which didn't work out for me because uh, my mind is so noisy <laughs> that I can't, mm. I, uh, my writing can't keep up with what my thoughts are. Right, so uh, and I switch over to voice memos. Um, that worked for a while, but I found that it's not great. Uh, because you know I can't uh look at it back in the glance. Right, I can't just glance yeah. through it. Um, yeah. I tried you know stuff like transcriptions, uh, but they don't really work that well. So at the end of the day, uh, 
I, what I'm trying to say is I'm, I strive for what you're looking for as well. It's that calmness, you know, mm. <laughs> which is why when you said that, you know, a food is the fuel for the body and like, Calm is the fuel for the mind. That's like, whoa, that's some Buddhist shit. <laughs> that, that, that should be the uh, that should be like a plaque for yoga classes, you know, for meditation classes. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, we laugh, but like, I, I, I. So to give you some context, there are two. But I listened to this other podcast called Focus, and there was mm. an episode titled "How to Calm Your Mind." Um, mm. with an author called Chris Bailey. I just bought his book actually after listening to that podcast. Mm. I don't know whether that was actually whether whether that quote came from um from that episode, but was sort of the takeaway for me was that, you know, that we are more productive when we are calm. And it's the the problem is it's counterintuitive because when we're busy, when mm. we're anxious about things, the last thing we want is calmness. At least for me. I'm going like, mm. no, when I have fifteen things on my mind, I want to get stuff done. Done, yep. done. Yep. I want to yep. clear the plate. The last thing I want is to slow down and breathe. Mm-hmm. But the reality mm-hmm. is that if we slow down and breathe, that is actually better for us. Um, 100%. Tackle, tackle the problems better. But, you know, it's easy to say this stuff, but when it's happening to me in the moment, mm. that's, it's impossible to uh, to do it. And I I know myself and it's it's just I, I cannot... Um, like, I know in principle what, what should happen, what I should do, but the reality is very different. Yeah, no, I I completely get you because um uh it has happened to me during um the pandemic as well, where you know, uh work work got too much, right? And yeah. And like you mentioned, there's like fifteen, twenty million things that you need to get done and you just can't afford to sit idly by, right? You just can't afford to be idle. But Whenever I have a roadblock, you know, whenever I have a mental block, I would actually, at the time, I would just power through it and just, you know, keep hitting that wall until, you know, I break down. But now, uh, I've learned that, as you mentioned, you sometimes just need to take a step back and like, you know what, I can afford to give myself a breather. Let me just rest, come back and tackle this problem again tomorrow. And you know what? I would say a good, a good ninety percent of the time it works. You know, the next day you're like, "Hey, this isn't as hard as I initially <laughs> thought it was." Yeah, <laughs> I was just overthinking this. <laughs> yeah, but um, I, I I do think I want to make one point here. I think being idle is also not good. Um, mm. I don't know what they have the same definitions of idleness or not, but like if you are <laughs> if you have fifteen things on your mind and you decide I just don't want to do anything, I don't know whether that is actually a good idea or not. And mm-hmm. I think that's not the same as saying, hey, I actively want to seek a bit of calm and I actively want to say, okay, I understand there are fifteen things. Yep. Yeah. But you know, yep. I'm gonna take care of myself first. Of course, I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not saying so- idleness. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying like drop everything like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to bugger off to <laughs> uh, on the trip or something. No, but like you can't afford to take that that time, take a step back, take a deep breath, clear your mind, you know, and just decompress, right? I think yeah. that's super important. And I think that's something that... What are your techniques for this, for this decompression? Oh, it's, it can be anything like... It can be as simple as it can be simple as taking like a fifteen minutes power nap, you know. 
of course, it depends. That there's no real. I don't like have have a real framework for it. But generally, I would just stop what I'm doing. Just do anything else. You know, I could be uh, watching YouTube. I could be uh, browsing Reddit. I could be. I could be doing literally anything else but the task that I was stuck on. And this is good for you, yeah. This works yeah. for you. This works for it's me. It's funny because oh, well, I mean, I I don't know whether it's surprising or not surprising, but the two things that I run away to is YouTube and Reddit specifically. <laughs> um. But it doesn't work for me because when I run mm. to YouTube and when I run to Reddit, I am trying to do anything possible to avoid the reality of what I should be doing. And to me, mm. YouTube and Reddit is not positive. Um, it doesn't give me a mm. positive outcome. It's almost always either negative, even more negative, or it's just the same, which is really mm. bad because I can spend hours on YouTube yet mm-hmm. feel worse afterwards. This yep. often happens to me. I think. Well, YouTube is my new addiction at the moment. Um, I see. The new distraction. I turn on YouTube, I turn on YouTube and I just watch stuff that um, brings me no benefit mm. and I don't enjoy it. At the end of a YouTube binge session, after two or three hours, I go like, okay, all that time has now passed, yet nothing has changed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's exactly why I got addicted to weed in the first place. Because I wanted time to disappear Yet I didn't want to actually face the the problems I was having. Mm. I would smoke and be gone for two three hours, or if it, if it was the weekend, the whole day, and the next thing you know, okay, I just got to go to work. Mm-hmm. So I'm constantly avoiding the things that I uh, should be um, facing. Um, but yeah, it's not a, uh, it's not good. I, uh, I wouldn't say it's not good necessarily. I mean, it's is it. It's not ideal, yes, uh, because it's clearly causing you. You know, do you feel guilty at all uh, after your your YouTube uh, binge session? Um, is that is no. that is it a sense of guilty or like or you know? Sometimes, sometimes there is a sense of guilt, yeah, but uh, most of, yeah, I see. it's bad because I open YouTube and I'm constantly looking at the clock, wondering, oh, okay, is it is it time to go yet? Is it time to go yet? I keep on watching stuff. I keep on watching stuff, and um, yeah, it's uh, it's not mm. good. And I think this is mm. sort of why I'm trying to ask myself more about where are you. And actually, I have a I have this sort of cheesy light box thing, like mm. in uh, in the shelf, which we might use the cover out of this episode, so you might see it. <laughs> but I don't know. Um, mm. But every once in a while, I put like the the latest big statement in my life. I will put there. Mm. And uh, what has it been before? Previously, it said at one point it said, um, "Just a bad season," which is uh, mm. something that my girlfriend told me because I was having a lot of trouble with my depression and stuff, and mm. she was trying to tell me that this is just a phase and that I will get better. And the context around that was Formula One because sometimes mm. the Formula One team can have a really bad season, and she <laughs> sold that idea to me basically. Hey, it's just a bad season. Next season mm. is going to come around, and things would be better. And mm. I had that on. On there for for a good while, and it was really good mm. to sort of reinforce that thought into my head. Mm-hmm. But now that thing says, "Where are you?" Mm. Um, and yeah, as I was saying before, I struggle to check in on myself. Um, I worked with my therapist before on this, and we even came up with a like a mental health uh, checklist thing. Right. Problem is, I never incorporated it into my routine. Mm. Um, but yeah, it exists. 
is there a reason why uh you did not or could not incorporate it into your your daily routine? <sighs> well, for number one, I don't have a routine. Um, mm. so my mind goes like, oh, before I can do this mental health checklist every day, I first need to build a routine. If I want mm. to build a routine, how do I build a routine? <laughs> I start googling. I start googling uh, the routine and stuff. Oh, I'm awful at this sort of thing, you know. It's yeah, uh, yeah like I just and again, my therapist said the same exact thing to me as well. Why do you need to over overcomplicate things? Sort of, yeah. yeah. Like if you just once in a while, you can do the checklist. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I thought it'd be nice to sort of uh, open the checklist now and to um, kind of uh, share with mm. you. Mm-hmm. The questions on the checklist. There are four questions. Mm. Well, there are four points. Um, number one, physical environment. Is mm. the laundry done? Are the dishes done? Mm. The context for this is that a messy house is usually a sign of a messy mind. Mm. When things in the house are not in order, then yeah, it probably means there's stuff that is not in order in my head. Mm-hmm. I could I I feel like if I was sort of normal and sort of healthy, this kind of things would be taken care of. You know, the natural mm-hmm. flow of life kind of demands mm-hmm. you to do your laundry, do the mm-hmm. dishes, take out the trash, stuff like that. Yeah. Um. So that's the first one. The second one would be um schedule. Like, how is your sleep, and are you mm-hmm. keeping to your routine? Yeah, I know I, I said I didn't have routine, but the context around here was sort of the sleep schedule because I used to be, I used to track my sleep mm-hmm. and the question was basically, am I getting enough sleep? Um, mm-hmm. The third one is, are you having fun? When is the last time you enjoyed yourself? And this mm-hmm. question really hits me hard anytime I realize that I haven't been having fun in a while. Um mm-hmm. You just forget. I mean, when I'm too, when I get to, when I lose myself, I just don't have fun, and I forget that I'm not having fun. You know, um, yeah. and that's the worst um, when I'm not, when you're not having fun, because then you know, sort of, what's the point of life <laughs> in a way? Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not to say life is all about having mm. fun, you know, but like, yeah, yeah um, I know. it's important to take care of yourself. This is just part of taking care of yourself. And um, yep. yeah. Yep. You do need to fire that the pleasure centers in your brain every now and again. Yeah. Yeah. Which is... And, mm, you go. Mm, it's also funny because that's what my girlfriend and my therapist say as well. Like, uh, not necessarily like... Uh, uh, when was the last you had fun? But like, we, because I'm I'm speaking more from the perspective of loving yourself, right? So mm. it's like, um, I remember my therapist asked me, so what if you were to take yourself out um, to on a date, myself, right? Uh... Just myself. What would I do? And and I was, I was stumped. I was like, I, I don't know, like. What would I want to do? Go to the mall? I mean, it's Malaysia, right? <laughs> so, so the only real thing we get to do is go to the mall. But, but, but I was like, I, I don't know. I have no idea what I would do if I were myself. Watch a movie? Mm. Sure, I like movies, but I don't love them enough. And I suddenly felt hollow. Like, what? What am I? <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And 
And, and yeah, until today, I have not been able to fully answer the question. I have, I have brought myself out to, uh, what did my girlfriend say it? Um, she referred to it as like, uh, self self dates, right? So I I, mm. I treat myself uh, every now and again, right? And I try to do something new. Like I've been to a woodworking workshop. Like I made a bench. I'm not oh, sure wow. if I've. <laughs> I'm you not sure a if I. Oh, dude, you need to show me a photo of this. Uh, yeah, I, I I can't believe I've not shared it to you. But I made a bench. Um, of course. Uh, that's the whole coffee thing. Then there's sports climbing. Uh, you know, I, I went to this like candle making thing with uh, my, my, my girlfriend. I, I've tried a few things, right? Like, like, like I've tried things that I would like to, that I think that I would like. But um, I always see, uh, find myself uh, going back to this one moment in time when I was still working in Japan. Um, there is this park near my apartment. It's, I think mm. it's considered one of the like the top 10 most beautiful park in all of Japan. Um, wow. It's called uh, Ritsurin Koen, uh, Ritsurin Garden. Uh, and I would just buy the admission t- ticket, which is like I think five US dollars, something like that. And I would just sit on a bench overlooking this small little pond and get lost in my own mind for like one or two hours. And I don't think I've ever felt the same calm mm. since then. You know, every time I, I, I feel trouble, I would go to that uh, park and decompress. But I, I am not able to find a replacement here in Malaysia, um, unfortunately. I, the closest thing is sports climbing, which is why I was really bummed out when I, I, I could not... Uh, continue climbing due to my injuries uh, mm. also related to sports climbing but yeah um, so it's it's very I, I don't know like I, I don't have the answers of course and <laughs> we are not you know we, we are not looking for answers today right but uh, it's not I it's not easy and I understand where you're coming from I understand um, I understand when you say that you don't you don't necessarily know um, what to do. I, I, I feel that. Like, I can empathize with you. Mm. It's um, Currently, I'm asking myself the question, where are you? But um, more recently, I was thinking I should change that to who are you or what are you? Because I'm mm. having the same problems as well. If I ask mm. myself the question, when's the last time you had fun? Mm. I go like, yeah, what if I wanted some fun now? What would I do to achieve that? And I, I'm a bit stuck as well. I, I like, I play the guitar. I, I play my sim racing rig. And after all that, I'm like, yeah, I don't feel any, I feel a bit better, but mm. sort of it's not enough, you know? And when you were talking about the park just now, it reminded me that I also haven't really been enjoying the nature um, in a while well mm. right now maybe it's because of the weather is yes, really winter. shit <laughs> yeah but uh, yesterday I was waiting for my girlfriend like I didn't we were, I was going to go to her house but I didn't have the key so I had to wait outside for her to come back and it was raining or it was cold but it was right in front of the canal and I sort of stopped and looked mm. and I realised I haven't stopped and observed what's happening around me in such a long time yeah um, just yeah. that feeling of sitting down 
and just being with your thoughts. Um, I haven't done that. And mm. again, on this Focus podcast, on another episode, there was a specific quote that I that I really enjoyed, which is um, the context was about sort of um, being giving yourself time to be with your own thoughts. We're mm. always listening to, well, I'm always maybe listening to podcasts. There's always some sort of, or maybe the TV is on, there's always some sort of external um, stimuli pushing us in a lot mm. of directions okay. but it is really good to sometimes just eliminate all of that find a quiet place and just sit down and be with our own thoughts because if we don't do this we are running we are basically running our lives on autopilot yep. and I don't want to be living my life on autopilot mm-hmm. I want to be in control I want to be with the one uh, you know deciding the direction yep. but I yeah, I, I, we are creatures of habit, I guess. I have lived my life on autopilot for a long time, so there is always that temptation to say, screw this, this is just too much effort, it's too much work. I don't want to be so focused on myself. I just want to cruise through the days and not have to think. Yeah. Um, yeah, but unfortunately, we, we do have to. I mean... <laughs> Uh, the burden of knowledge, I guess. The burden of knowledge, I see. Interesting. Well, okay. Um, I want to. So the fourth question in the checklist mm. was mm. or is, what are you running away from? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, so these four questions I built with my therapist. They are for me, so I don't think they're really um, suitable for anybody else. But yeah, like this running away question is. Um, yeah, it's funny because I, I have to put I a, felt that. I have to put a thing on my house telling myself to to check in on myself because I'm running away from checking in on myself. <laughs> but as part of the checklist, there's also that question: what, what? Yeah, dude, what are you actually running away from here? Yeah, um, I, feel uh, like do, I do have a tendency do you know? to to. Uh, I, I don't know. I I I think oh, yeah, I have a tendency to want to kind of look away and hide things under the rug and. Wish for them to go away, you know, like a scared mm. child hiding behind the bed and wanting the monsters to disappear. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I don't really know why. I I do think to some extent it is because I haven't done this for a long part of my life. Mm. So now putting so much effort into looking at into these things is tiring. Like I was saying earlier, it's like swimming against the current. Mm. Um, but yeah, this is the sort of thing that therapy possibly could help with. Um, yeah, I I think that therapy helps us recontextualize and unearth a lot of the problems that we have or don't even know that we have. Mm. Um, I realize that a lot of my uh, trauma is from uh, ch- uh, childhood. You know, mm. uh, I, and I think I would say oh, not not everybody, but I'll say a good deal of people. Uh, share the same problem and i was watching this one video on youtube uh i know i probably shouldn't be recommending youtube at this point but (laughs) (laughs) i think uh i think it was the school of life i'm sure you know that channel right no Uh, i don't know the channel school of life oh it's a very philosophical channel but anyway um they were talking about like adolescence and how uh how we should basically claim back our adolescence uh, that we were robbed of during, you know, our childhood, our childhood, our teenage years. Uh, Because 
like you mentioned, right? Like we are not, I feel like we are not necessarily uh, brought up in a such a way to actually deal with these kinds of problems. Like for example, mental health, right? We, uh, if you ask, uh, or, or I, I don't want to put, you know, parents, our parents' generation under the bus. But if you ask them like, oh, yeah, I'm feeling well. It's like, ah, oh, you know, uh, just uh, just don't think about it, you know. Just just, just go, they insist on you going on autopilot, you know. Yeah. At least that's that's what I've got. Like, like, don't think so much about it. Just, just, just go about your life, you know. Don't think so much about it. Just ignore it. And that's what we did. And, you know, it brought us to this point in time. Um... So to me, therapy is a very great tool to help unearth all of these issues, to help maybe not necessarily guide you. you I don't think you would get an answer from therapy. Uh, you could very well, but you start asking the right questions, I think, uh, through therapy. The and answers are all already within ourselves. Therapy just helps to bring it up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you can't even answer you can't find the answer if you don't even know what the question is. So yeah. I think to me, that's what therapy is. That's why it's so important. Uh, and, and that's what I, that's why I think I gain most out of my therapy mm. sessions. I say that, but I haven't been, <laughs> I haven't been uh, diligently going for my sessions for over a year now, I think. <laughs> oh, so, that's, that's a long time, yeah. Um, Distracted because you know, and in, in last year, twenty twenty two, uh, Malaysia basically opened up again, and you know, I was doing sports climbing, yada yada. You know, uh, the rest. Does that mean you're just back to distraction then? Because earlier you were saying I am. these are all just distractions to you, and that you don't want to face the. I see. I am. I am. Uh, I, and I am not. I don't think I'm lying to myself, and when, when I'm, I don't think I'm lying to myself by by. Um, pretending I'm not distracting myself. I know it's, it, it, these are distractions, but yeah. I, I don't know. I guess um, I am not willing to do something about it yet. I'm tired, I think, is, a, um, mm. is one way I would put it. It is tiring. Um, there's no... Um... There's no kidding around about it, yeah. Going to therapy is not a small matter and it's not something where you just go and talk and you leave and yeah, it's a... Uh, it's not a check out kosong, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not just empty conversation, that is true. Yeah, yeah. Um, like when I went to therapy, like you were saying, so I have a few... So two things I want to mention. When I went to therapy, what I learned is that as a child, I didn't get enough emotional support. Mm. And I think mm. what you were describing earlier is possibly the same thing. It might mm. just be a generational thing for mm. Malaysian kids in the 90s Maybe. and before. Mm. But it, 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 there was just no concept of emotional support going up. You're just told to study, just told to uh, get good grades. Mm -hmm. You're never, there was never space for feelings and emotions. There was only space for facts and figures. Yep. Um, and I think as an effect, like yeah, as a side effect, um, we struggle to take care of our own selves as adults now. And yeah, it's a, it leads to some challenges in life. 
Um, I think I think it says a lot that <laughs> we we have to ask ourselves who are we and what are we. <laughs> yeah. I th- I think it says a lot. Uh, so yeah, yeah. yeah. The the, th- the thing about therapy as well though is that like I I think how my girlfriend described it to me, I really stuck with me. The, the example she gave was um, if you're trying to learn a new language, how long would it take you to learn a new language? Years, I would say. You go there, mm. you go to a class for two months, maybe you can say very basic sentences. Mm. But if you don't keep it up, and if you don't keep practicing, you will forget uh, how to speak the language and you will mm. not progress on your learning of the language. I see and where this is going. is the language. Therapy is learning the language is how to speak to yourself. Mm. Yeah. Um, and uh, if you don't keep it up, and if you don't do it, then you're not talking to yourself. Yeah, I've been skipping classes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I remember this story. Um, a friend of mine. Um, they have quite a long history with uh, depression and going to therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was talking to them once, and they were telling me, um, you know, over the summer they were having a really low time, and they felt really, really low. But then, you know, it, it got a bit better, and then now they feel okay again. And my first question was. How do you know when you are actually feeling low? Because I mm. can never really fully tell. Mm. And the response was like, "What do you mean? How do I know? I know because I've like." And I was like, "How do you know?" And they said, um, "I've been going to therapy for many, many years, and I know how to talk to myself. I don't know how to essentially solve all the problems that I have, mm. but I know how to speak to myself and to understand the position that I'm in, whether I'm doing good or whether I'm not doing good." And I was really impressed, um, just to have that level of clarity. You know that okay, I'm not feeling great today. Mm. Um, that's also something I don't um, have. Mm. That's so, mm. so. Yeah, I wonder whether this is all just a phase, or whether like, or whether this is just gonna you know, be like this for forever. I, um, I, I don't know if it's. I, I I think calling it a phase is uh, a bit. It's kind of discrediting yourself as well. Mm. Um, I think it's just part and parcel of life. Like some people, some people's threshold is just not as high as others, and there's nothing wrong with that. Some people, or maybe some people, um, you know, they've. The problems that they are facing has chipped away at their mental health to the point where they eventually break down. You know, it's like a not to compare it to like an inanimate car engine, but we are our brains are like engines. We need to do maintenance on it. We need to um, we need to make sure this is at you know good condition. And to call it a a phase, I don't know, like. You don't you don't say oh yeah my my car engine is just going through a phase it's acting up like no <laughs> it's like oh it's like oh no I I skip I've skipped four maintenance cycles on my car engine that's the that's the real problem you know or I've been uh, I've been yeah, driving yeah, it at like two hundred yeah. kilometers an hour <laughs> basically what I'm trying to say is I don't think it's necessarily correct to phrase it as a phase I think mm. I think by doing that you you are you know you you sort of like boxing yourself out from the rest of the world. I think, mm-hmm. I feel like everybody uh, is going through their own set of problems. 
yeah. and everybody is unique yeah. in how they yeah. deal with those problems, right? So I, I think would this just is say, the biggest point here. Yeah, I would say this yeah. is the biggest point here. Like, I think it's very important not to. I, I find myself asking myself a few times, like, "Hey, is this normal mm. what I'm going through?" <laughs> and sort of the, the 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 question there is also, "What is normal, and why do I care mm. how other people do it?" You know, of course, it's good to know, but it's sort of like, if it works for me, then it works for me, and like everybody is different, and there's no point comparing myself to how what quote unquote a normal person, how a normal person will respond because. You know, it's all relative and it's all subjective. Mm-hmm. And there's, I don't know if there's any point in comparing uh, myself to other people uh, in that in that way. I I I don't think there is. I think uh, although I say this, but I I do compare <laughs> as well. You know, like I'm a hypocrite in a sense. But uh, I know that there is no point comparing. I think the only uh, reason we should compare is really just to learn from the experiences, like oh, yeah. how how they tackled it, how yeah. how it how it affects them. I think that's yeah. the only the only point we should compare. We are all unique individuals, and uh, how well, how does that quote go? The if you try to be somebody else, there's nobody who's going to be you. Uh, mm. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. If everybody wants to be like, unique, nobody's like unique. You are the best person. You are the best person to play the role of yourself. And if you mm. try to be somebody else, then there's then there's nobody who's going to play the role of you. Something mm. like that. But I mean, I think that's a nice yeah. thought to close off the show with, right? I mean, to say, mm. um, don't compare yourself to other people, mm. um, because we are all unique individuals, and we're all on our own journeys, and. It is very tempting, even you could say, it's part of human nature to be envious of other people who are going through life a bit smoother. But you know, you don't know what kind of problems other people have. They might be going through a lot of stuff that they're not telling you. Mm. Um, what matters most is how you feel in the moment and how you are taking care of yourself. And um, I'm trying to do that by asking myself the question, where are you? 